And now for our feature presentation. Episode number 82, the show that goes from strength to strength each week. And this week we have uh, some new, well, no, no, same people, but Johnny's back. So here this week we have... Bonsoir, je m'appelle Grégoire. It's me, Johnny Ribena, back on my podcast, Groove, representing Earth, doing it the Milky Way, like cereal, baby. And Chris. As everybody knows in this country, everybody's got a podcast and this one is ours. This week we'll start by talking about how your week's been. Uh, let's start with Greg, it's a very exciting week. Well, let's start, oh, go on. Yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about that, that, all the shit that happened at the weekend because I can't really, because it's an open investigation, it's a bit <laughs> retarded to actually to do it. So as much as I want to tell the story, I think I'm going to have to wait to tell the story until it's all sort of blown Cliffhanger. over. Cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Wow, an open investigation. Yeah. Uh, what about the parents, what have they said, and the child and stuff, are they... <laughs> <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the child no, no, or parents. No, no, no. Oh, it actually has. It has got something to do with a parent. It's got something to do with a mentally ill man and his his parent. Um, it, it's got something to do with it. You've said yeah, too I've much. Yeah, I've said too much already. You've said too much already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll forget about, we'll forget about my... Um, we should release it on the podcast at some point, but like a Roger Cook yes. sort of investigates bit. So once yeah, you know the drawn. outcome and know that no one's died as a result of the investigation. <laughs> well, well, if they have, Basically. it could still, you know, that could get us another couple of listeners, or one less listener. Well, that's it. I did one think less. it was, yeah... All right, well, we won't talk about that then. So uh, I'll give you a brief rundown of it, though. There was a big something big kicked off, but we'll hear about it later. Yeah. Anyway, Johnny, what have you been doing this week? Anyone listening be like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Why would I listen to this now? You're not going to tell me what you've been yeah, talking I know. about. Well, I don't care. I don't even know you are. I mean, it's in the paper locally. I don't give a shit. It, yeah, I don't. I'd, yeah. So how would I find it in a local paper? What would I be looking for? Well, you just, something like, exciting. Yeah. Incident. Eddington Close. Incident. Can you give us any hints at all for the New listeners? McDonald's like drive-through opening, like just hints. We involved not... the police. That's that's all I can say. Okay. And and it's probably people. People have probably, it's probably changed people's lives for a, for a, some time. Let's put it that way. Okay. People are probably going to go to prison. I'd imagine. Can you not even say nothing at all? That's all you're going to say. Said, then. Okay. Said, yeah. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of painting, which we've already spoken about. But I tell you what I did today. You said everyone's got a podcast. So I did a deep dive into what's called comedy gold mines with Kevin Hart. Now it used to be called Inside Comedy, but um, I think what's his name, Adam Schwab or something, has a program called Inside Comedy. So he changed it. Um, like it's him talking with Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall was good. They were going back and forth. Bill Burr was very good. He seemed quite soft on Sarah Silverman. It was still a good. Um, discussion and then I did enjoy the one with Deezer Samiro and the first one was with Jerry Seinfeld and they talk about comedy and how they got into it and all the all the background of it and then bearing in mind he's talking about comedy gold mines he had Amy Schumer on it did she give some tips on comedy? On how to steal? Yeah, she said she uh, she hasn't got much of an act at the moment I think that's because no one's performing she's got no one to steal off yeah oh, she She's known as a joke. Do you know who Amy Schumer is, Chris? Yes, yes. You know who she is. She started on one of those last comic stand-up standing or whatever they were. <laughs> yeah, no, she's, she's not really funny. But I would say, apart from that, they, uh, that was well worth a listen. Other than that, I've just been painting, painting, painting. <laughs> uh, Chris, how's your week been? It's been all right, mate. Um, I went back to the pub, though, this week and was saddened just to realise that it's not really the pub and... It's just tables that you have to book and sit at and look at the same person opposite you and you can't mingle. And I just find it completely and utterly pointless. I think, but the only saving grace was pub chat, like sitting and once, you know, you had a few drinks, then the conversation would flow a bit. And um, I came to the conclusion that 
watching transvestites have sex with women in the pub or anywhere on your tablet in the back of your car um, is probably less gay than just watching a guy fucking a woman because at least a transsexual's got tits there's something to think about. Yes. Sorry, did this, was this, did this, was this something you've been doing about? this week? Yeah. Is this something you were talking about in the pub? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right, okay, that, that was yeah. the, yeah, yeah. the uh... Well, yeah. Uh, Prue's just pipped in because obviously he hasn't got a microphone, but he said that now we can say, finally say, back in the day it was better in the pub back in our day. Yes, it, was, it definitely that. was. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can go was. back in the day. Remember when pubs used to, you never used to have to book. And the pub chat was the pubs. And then they used to have Indian coat variants in the pubs. Well, I was saying because I spoke to I spoke to Chris on Monday, I think. Mm. Um, I was telling him about my weekend, the weekend that I can't talk about. Well, I've told everyone privately, but um, he and yeah, we were saying the same, he was saying the same thing to me, and I was like, yeah, it's absolutely pointless. I I don't want to go to the pub the way it is now. It's I've got there's no appeal at all. Like I can't go and do, like going to do karaoke, for instance, something like that. Like there's not. Yeah. You can't. Can't do it with a mask on. Well, at the end, well, at the end of my ride, it, it's not in your party. So yeah, exactly, it's just absolutely pointless. The, the, the like when we was in Cambridge, it made much more sense just to sit in a field because otherwise it's been. Unless, as I said, unless you want a particular beer on tap, there was absolutely no advantage to sitting in. You know, there was like no music, no atmosphere, no mingling. It's like, what's the point? Well, in the end, at the end of my road, the pub's got uh, tables out actually in the street now, and um, it's it, you'll always get a couple of losers sat there in the rain with a pint, which is a bit weird. Yeah. But uh, I walked past the other day and they were blaring out um, Curtis Mayfield's Pusher Man. <laughs> which I thought was amusing <laughs> as they're pushing out beer onto people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I suppose that is a bit weird where you can't mingle anymore, but then, because well, once people. Did you want a, to mingle before they? Well, no, no, people, people, you you sit in the group a bit. Like, pull yeah, you're yeah, yeah, you well yeah, 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 really quiet. But, um, yeah, so I was going to say, it's a little bit weird where you can't mingle anymore, but do you want, yeah, do you want to mingle? No, you probably don't. But when people have had a skimful, they tend to start walking around to other tables and yeah. like just chatting to different people and stuff. So how does that work when someone's pissed? Do you say, oh, please go back to your table, yeah, please, Yeah, exactly. Sir. How do you police it? Fucking, yeah. And that's how you get nits. So, Stuart, please, Prue, that's not how you get nits. Uh, sorry about so this, guys, but I've got Prue. Like I'm like I'm schizophrenic this evening because I've got Prue next to me telling me different things to say. There's so that you- Terrace Garden pub, uh, <laughs> pub in our hometown, Ellsbury, called, I haven't been there, called The Man but apparently you can only get a two-hour like s- session there so to speak so if you go upstairs you're only allowed there for a limited amount of time where you probably couldn't get pissed in that amount of time it, anyway it all just sounds really drab and disappointing yeah, yeah. Oh, and oh, it sounds awful just wait till it's all open again and then go and have a shit time so apparently the best thing about it is when you go up there all you can see is the sky and you forget you're in Ellsbury Whenever I'm, I'm sat in a pub, though, I always feel like I'm in an episode of EastEnders with like loads of extras around you, and then and you're you're the extras in their world, sort of thing. What so do you mean, just, normally or yeah, in normally? COVID? Isn't that normally, just reality? Isn't that just reality? It's uh, it's like when you go to the cinema just to sit around a load of strangers, like. Like, well, we just do that, aren't you? Like, get a load of cardboard cutouts and just sit around your sofa. Well, I think the reason yeah, you go to the cinema is to watch um, the film uh, in a, on a large screen. Yeah, with, not for um, the company. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, guys. I have to stop you again. Prue's chirping in again, saying the reason he goes to the cinema is to get his cock out. It's j- Prue. You, well, can, you, you can do that. You can do that at home, man. You can do, you I mean, get his cock out wherever you want. Yeah. Yeah. There are well, consequences in certain kids. places. This makes, yeah. Yeah. It's makes yeah. So that's, yeah. that's how we got kids in the first place. It probably feels less dirty, like sometimes maybe having a wank in the cinema than in the same house as your kids. Kids, I suppose. Well, knowing so, people are watching you on infrared. Yeah. It's not the same sitting there with a cock in a box of popcorn, Stuart said, at home rather than it is at the cinema. It's better doing that in the cinema than it is at home. Yeah, because yeah. Well, you've got kids, mate. 
kids love the popcorn, don't they? <laughs> yeah, you've got to be very careful. Yeah, with kids daddy. Doing that yeah, kind yeah. Of stuff oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. sweet. Oh, no, he doesn't There's a monster in the popcorn. A little monster, so but a monster sin- still. Anyone seen any good films monster. this week? <laughs> Talking of films, has anyone watched any good films this week? I ain't got time to watch films. I'm painting. I have. Yes, I've watched... Well, who wants to start then? I can't remember what oh, film okay, I start So I watched Beach Bum, which I just sort of flopped into... Or, or The Beach Bum, I think it's called. That I just sort of flopped into on More 4. Um, you know, th- th- uh, you get bored of looking at the films that are on Netflix and everything like that. And yeah. every now and again, I'll just go onto like ITV or some of those those terrestrial ones. And uh, on More 4, they always have like an excellent selection. And... Um, they had this one, Beach Bum, with Matthew McConaughey and, and Isla Fisher and Snoop Dogg. And that alone sounds like it would be probably a crock of shit. And to start with, I was pretty cynical and like being sneery with it. Like, ugh, ugh, this is like... It's a bit like they've tried to make a film that's really cool. The main character you want it to be, a bit like when you see the dude in The Big Lebowski, you're like, yeah, that's... For me, anyway, I'm like, yeah, that's mm. who I want to be in life. And you watch this and you think, yeah, <laughs> you've got it made, that's that's cool, but it's he's being allowed to um, like really overact into his into his character, but, it's, it's, and I, but there's nothing redemptive about it. You don't get to the end. And like, like it's yeah. like you just go through this journey, but it is an enjoyable journey. But that's but, that's a bit like Spring Breakers. Obviously, it's Harmon Harm Carden. I like to call him. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Harmon Carden did it, didn't he? Harmony, whatever his fucking name is. Corinne. Corinne, yeah. And I, I find the same thing with all his films. Like kids, uh, yeah. I, I suppose there's not like there's there's not really a, yeah. Say there's not anything redemptive about like in Spring, in Spring Breakers. There's nothing. Uh, there's not really an end to it. It's yeah, as you say, there's nothing happens. redemptive. Yeah, just stuff happens, but it's still quite it's quite enjoyable. But there's a um, lot of, yeah. there's a lot of modern comedy that just does stuff for shock value, and there's like you say, there's no redemption and there's yeah. no endearing qualities to any of the characters. And afterwards, you just feel a bit dirty. Yeah. 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 I, like, wonder, I wonder if Harmony Cream will make a third film because you've got like Spring Breakers, The Beach Bum, and then you'd have a trilogy, a trilogy of these of kind of like films. Yeah. yeah. That similar type of film. I would, but but with everything in my in mind, what I've just said, I would recommend people watching it because actually, yeah, it's a good oh, film. I enjoyed it. But yeah, I I I've not like, seen it. Uh, I would like to watch it. It's a classic it. film. I've watched loads of stuff. That's things I can't actually remember because I've been just I've hammered loads of things. Okay, I've watched, well, I'll start uh, then. I watched Snowfall. Oh, okay. I, was, I watched the fourth season, um, fourth series of Snowfall, all in one hit. And then I, when I finished that, I was like, oh, what do I do now? That was that was really good. So I don't know if anyone watches Snowfall or has watched. Snowfall. Then you dressed up as Fred no. West. So it's all all about the CIA bringing coke into America, basically the, the conspiracy about the Americans, the Contras in yeah, Nicaragua. Yeah. Fighting yeah. communism and all the rest of it, but it's told from three different points of view. Oh, so, so the street side of it, Franklin, and is sort of the the black community side of it, um, and then you've got the CIA, and there's a really good character Teddy in that who shows that side, and then you've got the in, the smugglers, the Mexican the Mexican wrestler character, and this other woman. But anyway, it's really good. It's yeah, it's on its fourth series now. Really good gets, is that? It gets, <laughs> it gets it's really good. Okay, it's really good. Um, yeah, and then so after that had finished, I was like, oh, right, shit. Oh. So, you know, when something's finished, you've been watching it for ages, and you're just like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. what do I do now? But you, most people have got a life, and they're like, oh, well, I'll, like, you, you'll probably tend to your baby or something Did now. Did you Chris. start baking? Um, yeah, you'll tend to your baby, or uh, like Barry's got his baking, so like he'd do, do some baking. But me, I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? So then I just have to find something else to watch. So I watched Gods of Snooker, which was on, because it's on, this is all on iPlayer, so. Yeah. 
uh, thingy Snowfall's only on iPlayer so I think it's an FX series originally but then uh, BBC picked it up but then, yeah Gods of Snooker because I've seen it advertised and then completely forgot about it but then all three of them were there so starting with uh, Alex Higgins then moving on to Steve Davis and then Jimmy White but then all the other snooker players yeah. are sort of mentioned at the same time it's, it does all their lives but it focuses on them three and then I, that was it I was into the world of snooker and I was like oh, that was really good as well so that's the second recommendation <laughs> then when that finished okay. wait a minute wait, wait, wait. <laughs> would you, how, would you call um, that how many episodes was there per season to snowfall uh, there's ten uh, okay I've got um, so I've got Margaret watching it now, so she's she's so getting into it. She's watched watched the episodes. I watched some stuff this week. I watched uh, the new Mags Nicholson film called Riders of Justice. Oh yeah, that looks good. I think it's by the same guy. Who did another round, and it's basically his wife is killed on the train at the beginning in an explosion, and then he this guy thinks he knows who did it, and then he sets out to get revenge, and it's like a revenge flick. But Mad Nicholson is pretty tough in it, pretty crazy. He does some. Good killings in it, crazy shit in it, and there's a, like a few little twists at the end, but it's definitely worth a watch. So that, is that film. the one that I walked in the other yeah, day? And it. You and Izzy were both laughing. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some funny so, bits in it as well. What's like, it called again? It's Riders of Justice. I know it's, it's brand good. new. Brand That's new. a great name. I know it's good if it's foreign, and Izzy stayed awake for it and was laughing yeah. at it when I walked That's in. The That's the name of the gang cool. in the film that they're after. But also, there's like the reason he's laughing is yeah. You, was there a point where the gang actually says their name, Riders of Justice? Yeah, well, zoink! No, that's the name of the film. They don't say Zoink. No, 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 no. they do say they. Uh, but yeah, spoilers. A, no, I'll give no spoilers. But it's it's quite. There's like loads of comedy-ish bits in it as well. It's pretty dark. Like dark. It's pretty like violent. But there's a lot of comedy. I just said that. Wow, I just repeat myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I watched this film also. That's what I'm here for. On more for called The Prospect, I think it was, or just Prospect. Um, and it was it was like a sci-fi thing, you're out in space again, and it's this girl and her dad, and they're really on the outer limits of space, and they basically need to get money to get back to the centre where civilization is, because people just get stuck out there. They, like, prospect for different things, and they just get stuck, so they're trying to work their way back in. And they go down onto this planet and they get these, like, gems from these sort of organic creatures. It's really weird how they mine them. Um, and I'm not going to say much more than that. I reckon you should watch it, because I think it's a really smart... It really surprised me, the film. Is it a bit like they're playing No Man's Sky? There's, there's a little element, perhaps, to that. But, yeah, I, I would watch it. I, I really like it. It's got the bloke who's... Um, I'm glad you didn't uh, ruin it. Yeah, me too. The geezer who's out of the Mandalorian. He's in it. But I didn't expect him. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think he was in it. And like he just turned up sort of halfway through and then like steers the film in a different sort of direction. It's it's really good. I'd um I'd watch it. What's the name of it again, sorry? Prospect. Prospect, Prospect yeah. Oh, is that on sorry, did you say that on Prime? It's on no, More Four. No, More Four, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I think I've seen I think I've seen it on one of the other streaming things, I think. But yeah. I did um Picture I did note a couple of other things I watched over the weekend. One was Guess the Talent, which I imagine is the closest you'll get to purgatory other than doing this podcast. Vernon K. Yep. Right. Absolutely oh, yeah. awful programme. I, I yeah, I didn't get I caught the last bit of it, right? And I I just for the life of me couldn't work out what the fuck but yeah, apparently they have a load of people on, and you see them, and then they have a load of talents, and you've got to one comes, you've got to guess which one goes with which. So is he a snake charmer or is he a BMXer? Right, okay, that makes more sense because I, I thought it's something to do with singing, not again. entertainment. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that was shit. Um, the other thing I saw uh, was Matt Lucas on Fifty Years of Mister Men, 
Oh, right. Right. And I didn't know a French company had bought it, and it was a bit soul-destroying seeing a marketing department, seeing how they can move the brand forward. Monsieur Homme. Uh, oui, oui. Um, and there was someone on there, there was a woke bitch on there talking about how problematic the little misses were, but that was just because she was a cunt. But it's a miss cunt. Yes. No, well, there's your one. Because <laughs> I was thinking, um, what Mr. Men, what Mr. Men character would you create? Because oh, they're trying to create new Mr. Men characters. Little miss cunt. Mr. Yeah. Moretio, Bira Moretti, Mr. Bira Moretti. You got that what you see, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I was, think, I was thinking Mr. E, and he just Mr. E, and he just dances in a field off his tits. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, this has got legs. Mr. I've been Mr. Mr. Blister, and I've got blisters on me, and they're always weeping. I need a salt bath. Channel 4, here we come. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. 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 Opportunity, he never had actually made this into a book. Mr. Sauce, he's, just, he's really saucy. He's like, ooh! Mr. Sad. Ooh. Mr. Podcast, he's always doing a podcast. What about Mr. Me? Mr. What about Mr. Me Too? And he's like Mr. Tickle Arms, but he does different things with them. Just fingers, people. Just long-reaching fingers, and it's like, oh, sorry, but he'll definitely get you a part in the movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mr. S, he's um, uh, like dominatrix, transsexual. Um... Talking of kids' TV shows, so I, yeah, I watched a three-hour uh, thing on YouTube. I watched it over two days. Greg saw some of it as well, and it's called Jerry Anderson's Primer, and it shows oh, yeah. every single thing that Jerry Anderson's ever done. Uh, starting right back in the 50s all the way up to uh, what's it called Space Precinct or something oh, he did Space in Precinct, yeah. 2000 oh, I never yeah. realised Thunderbirds was filmed in Slough on the yeah. trading estate yeah, yeah. it was all made there I, everything I in Thunderbirds realize... was made on Slough trading estate that was where their studios and were and how English because all the actors had to fly back to Hollywood after each season, didn't they? No, it was all puppets, mate. And all, but no, but, the, but the, yeah, the the act, the voice actors were American. Some were, yeah. The, the main guy who was in, ended up being in Space, space Precinct as he was like the main yeah, guy in Space was, Precinct, yeah. wasn't he? Like, oh boy, who did uh, Scott Tracy, whoever? And they're allowed to fly those things in and out because that's quite close to Heathrow, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not it. Thunderbird Two. They could take uh, uh, Thunderbird Four was like all right because it's a small, it's classed as like a, uh, a Cessna or whatever. But Thunderbird Two is too big. Yeah. One of the last big, um, <laughs> one of the um, last things he did, his last shows. He did, there's a couple of little weird ones he did, but one of the big, last, not big ones, but one of the last TV ones he did on ITV was called The Secret Service. And it's such a weird concept for a show. So oh, yeah. It's, it's basically a vicar who's a puppet who drives a car that looks like Doctor Who's Bessie, like this 11 old Ford. And he has this gardener. So he's, he's not really a vicar, he's a secret agent. And his gardener shrinks down and goes into his suitcase. And then he takes him on missions with him. And he helps him. But the actual. Vicar is based on Stanley Unwin. I don't know if you guys know who Stanley Unwin is. So Stanley Unwin was yeah, someone who was yeah. famous Ooh, in blah, this. Blah, 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 blah. That's the one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He invented his own Unwinism, yeah. his own yeah, language. language. So when he talks, he's like, "Oh God, please, by the by, get up." Get about yeah. to get in the It's weird. Yeah. If you YouTube it, you'll hear like it. The gays used to do on Round the Horn. Similar, yeah. yeah. What was that called? <laughs> Pat, what? Pat, what is it? Flangy or something. There's a dance tune that came out in the 90s that's got fucking loads of him talking. Yeah. I can't remember what the fuck Yeah, it's... that was. That's right. He had a bit of a comeback. Yeah. But, so when Jerry Anderson met him in the hallway or he heard him talking, and he loved it so much he based a whole series around it. And part of the Secret Service, what he, he brings that into every episode because he talks to people like it and befuddles them and they don't know what's yeah. going on and like it mucks their heads up. In that um, Jerry Anderson, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, you go for it. You go for it. Uh, yeah, in that Jerry Anderson thing as well. There's these programs. They're fuck. They're weird. There's there's some 
There was one as well where it was a mixture of real life. Basically, it's because through budget restraints, they had these shows where they obviously couldn't, be, couldn't build a whole set mm. for, of, of miniatures of, of whatever scale, like quarter scale or fifth scale. So they incorporated into the plot that it, that it was puppets shrunk down. So this story of these two teenage puppets, or pe- well, people, who then got <laughs> shrunk down, who were then puppets, and then invest- yeah, investigating... Yeah, they were the only puppets in it. It's yeah. called The Interceptors or something weird like that, and they all the investigators. Yeah, yeah. So there was them, one episode filmed so had in them Italy. S- swinging around on like chandeliers in church and stuff, the puppets, but then mixed with real people shooting at them that and sounds stuff. Amazing. So it's, 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 brilliant. It's, it's, yeah. It does, it, no, it does. It, I, I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind watch actually watching that. But they look really creepy and weird it, as really, well. Yeah, yeah, super creepy. For any uh, Round the Horns fans, it was called Polari. The yeah, language I'll play you, ah. Here's some Stanley, and I'll play you some quickly so you can hear what he's Greetings and welcome to Speakers oh, yeah, Corman yeah. Hardy Park Loader. Yeah, in the series, very thrilling episode and stage of the the ideological caucus with the view, which discussed with the extra-parliamentary parties of that, which exists in Britain here today. Now, the programme plan has asked me to make very clear in a most understandable and simply term folder for your eardrums for that joy. Now it does sound like Barry yeah. doing an intro. Yeah, yeah. yeah Barry talks like okay, normally. I'll probably, just, I'll probably just edit in that tune I was talking about because that does it. Oh, yeah, does yeah, it flow into right. that. Once a polytito, when our young world was fresh in univerbs, with just England a beauty garden, a young lad set out in the early Mordy to find it peace, wisdom, and true love in flower petals arrayed. <laughs> Unexpected um, spies. I also watched this two-part um, documentary on North Korea about this Danish guy. I've seen it. The church yeah. one with the wheelchair. The little kid they take to say. Ironside. Have you? Oh, wait a minute. Is it the documentary no. where? No, wait a minute. There's two. So the one you've seen is the one where the guy. Is, you tell us what you've watched. Yeah, I was going to say, you, it would probably yeah, be easier to let him first. say go. what, and then you don't well, have to we guess. We can just guess what I've seen. Okay, um, <laughs> no, you go first. Um, yeah, you so tell us what you've seen and I'll guess it. So a Danish guy in the, like I don't know, early 80s made a film about uh, North Korea and um, that ends up in part of the film with him on stage doing like a stand-up routine in North Korea and sort of taking the piss out of North Korea. It's called The Red Chapel. Yes, The Red Chapel. And then he made that. And then after he made that, he then did a follow-up thing with where he got this guy to go for seven years undercover. This guy volunteered to do it, and he's just a normal guy. And he rose up into the sort of senior 
echelons of the foreign aspect and overseas aspect of North Korea to the degree they end up getting this guy who was an ex-cocaine dealer and member of the Foreign Legion to play Mr Big, James, and Mr James, and they got it agreed to build like a Tracy Island on um, in Uganda on Lake Victoria and they agreed to do it to just to manufacture weapons and uh, methamphetamine and they would fly and how they would get paid by the North Koreans would they North Koreans were given the expertise to build the the factory North Russia would release oil from the north of um, Russia obviously but over near Sweden and it would go through the Baltics come round switch names countless times then get to um, North Korea North Korea would then send expertise and that to this factory and um, then the factory would produce weapons and methamphetamine methamphetamine gets spread around the world and the and the weapons get taken to Syria to continue the fight there um, and they and but at the beginning it's just the story it explodes into that the story to start with is just a guy just in um, infiltrating the Friends of North Korea Danish party and it's just like a couple of unemployed blokes that run it and then this guy's career within it just like accelerates and before you know it he's like a master criminal so the, the film you're talking about is called The Mole Yes, uh-huh. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've seen it as well, Greg. Because yeah. I've definitely seen it. And the one we talk about, the Red Chapel. So the guy that directed the film you're talking about is called Mads Brugger. That's it. And yeah. he did the Red Chapel in 2009. Yes, and then he did this one. But he's done loads. He's like a Danish Louis Theroux, but he goes more undercover yeah. and does more. Because he's done another one called Cold Case. Uh, I can't find the full name, but Hallingrad or something. I was, like trying to, I was wondering whether I'd seen them all. Hammerskold. I saw it advertised. The was but I was, I, but so that's not the one you're talking about, though, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, it's that's right. It's okay. yeah. But I don't remember him getting involved. The one I saw, I don't remember him getting involved in. Like, well, it might be two parts. You might it's two little, parts. But he does. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, maybe yeah. that's, it's amazing. Like, maybe, it's amazing. Maybe he fell asleep. Possibly. Are you thinking of Danger Mouse? <laughs> yeah, I was so. The other one Danger you'd Mouse. like, um, if you look at Vic, look at some of Vic Brugger's stuff on IMDb, what he's done. Because there's the other one I wanted to watch, I haven't seen yet, called Cold Case Hammerskold. I think it's how you pronounce it. It might be totally wrong, but that's about a plane that crashed. And they yeah. didn't know. He tries to solve the mystery, and they reckon the plane. They said, "Oh, it was an accident," but he reckons it was shot out of the sky. So he tries to investigate that. But yeah, that one's good. And he's done loads of stuff. Yeah. Have you seen the Red Chapel? Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, that's good. I like though. stuff on North Korea. I, I, uh... Yeah, I love North Korea stuff. I've got. I've read loads of real good party books town. Yeah. Well, uh, the Red Penguin sort of goes with that. It's a good double. Uh... Double feature. If you want to uh, watch documents, that's on. I think it's Storyville, but it's on iPlayer. So I said when I watched Gods of Snookers, um, I was going through all the docs on there. Like you say, you get bored of all the the regular Netflix shit and, and stuff and pro- whatever. And so yeah, I was looking for all the documentaries. And yeah, so Red Penguins is really interesting. So it's about a guy called Stephen. I've forgotten his name. Warshaw. Stephen Warshaw, who, who uh, teams up with these, a couple of ex. Um, NHL like team owners so a couple of NHL teams have gone fallen by the wayside not as popular anymore they know what they're doing with ice hockey anyway they, they're looking to reinvigorate the uh, the league in Russia so obviously mm. the Russians have got the best the Red Army had the best hockey team known to man yeah. and, in, and in the day all their club level after the uh, club level teams were really good as well but after the fall of the Soviet Union all the club levels just went like that was it they're gone all the best players got bought up by the NHL so all the Russian players went to NHL and there was no Russian league there was this uh, 
There was a team, um, fuck it, were they actually called the Penguins? Is it called the Moss? I can't remember what they're fucking called now. Um, but anyway, there was this team that was really good there. This this guy, Stephen Walsh, went over there with his other a couple of uh, old uh, NHL owners, team owners, and they basically reinvigorated this club. They turned it into a circus, basically. When they got there, there was electricians living in the roof. There was like a, <laughs> uh, there was like a brothel stroke um, strip, strip joint in the basement. Um, the circus would come to, to town and they'd have bears and stuff in, like, in the, kept in the basement and shit like that so they just took advantage of all this um, so they got the dancing girls up from the basement had them out on the ice doing stuff serving beers and Americanising it totally yeah, and yeah. they brought the branding up and everything got the jerseys instead of CCCP on the jersey they got like a, a penguin like a cartoon Disney looking penguin um, with a bit of red yeah. no they weren't, they weren't called the red penguin it's the Moscow penguins or something like that like it's it's called red penguins because it's obviously Russia but um, the team was called the Penguins, oh yeah. Um, yeah, so they basically totally Americanised it and got filled, packed the place out until the mo- then the mob got involved and were like, oh right, so we'll be making money now, so yeah, we'll get yeah. involved. And then even Mo- uh, Michael Eisner from Disney, um, he was looking to get involved Spoiler. with the Mighty Ducks and starting up like a hundred grand's worth of, um, like advertising money and all the rest of it. So the, basically the, the club was going to become massive, but because the mob got involved, and the owners were greeting saying, oh, it's like my team, it's my team. Anyway, long story short, it's really interesting watch anyway. This guy, let's get the fuck out of there because the mob were just going to kill them all. And loads of people yeah. from, to do with the team, even a photographer who uh, took photos of the team, he, like after this guy, Stephen Warshaw and everyone else got out and Michael Eisner said, he's denied all knowledge of even having anything to do with it, the guy from Disney, um, because of the mafia. Um, yeah, this, this this photographer guy, he got killed just because he took a photo of... Uh, he was taking a photo of the team or whatever, and some Russian mobster was behind him, and he thought he'd taken a photo of him or caught a picture of him, and he ended up getting whacked. And so yeah, they they got the fuck out of there. Shit. But yeah, that's worth that's really worth watch. Not Rick now. Pigs. I just, just told me the whole thing, but yeah. never mind. I just I just I just remembered something else uh, else I watched. They had a, a top of the pop special of the top ten songs uh, written by John Lennon, and I forgot actually um, how good his solo stuff was because now a lot of people slag his stuff off, and it was presented by Yoko Ono. And um, I think it, number nine, Daydream, is a particularly good song and worth listening to. But when they played Imagine, she asked you to remember when you heard Imagine for the first time. But I'd actually eaten a hash cookie and remembered when I went to Amsterdam with Maxine and we went to one of those revolving sex shows. And she started getting quite self-conscious. So I just said, imagine there's no peephole. That's it. No peephole. Yeah. Imagine no there's peep no peephole. Oh, yes. And they started throwing coins at us. Just uh, deleting the red penguins off my iPlayer. (laughs) 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 This week we're going to be talking about UFOs. So does anyone know what UFO stands for? (laughs) You don't? Okay, I'll tell you. Unidentified flying object. Uh, The reason we're talking about this is because this is one of... Johnny wanted to bring this up in the week. Because he kept talking about the Pentagon. So tell us what you know about the Pentagon, Johnny, and UFOs. And I've got some stuff to say about UFOs as well. Well, um, I think it's a really interesting subject. I think what's well, during the last lockdown, the um, the American government actually released that there are UFOs. I think they call them UTAs now, right? Not UTIs. But um, yeah, and it's almost on a da- uh, daily. These pilots are seeing these unidentified flying objects um, that seem to break all the rules of uh, like space time and uh, gravity as we know it. And they fly around, they often copy the planes, and then they just disappear. I've seen uh, didn't, uh, I've seen one of these videos, ages ago I saw one of the videos where it's a fighter pilot and it had, in the distance, you see like a little black dot, and then it sort of moves really quick. But then I heard that, oh, that's fake. So I f- 
have got all about it, but recently, a lot of the, like you said, a lot of them have been coming out and they're not fake now. That's not, and that one, you, you're, because there was a big disclosure in 2012, wasn't there, when like yeah. New York Times, because that's when loads of stuff got declassified, and so they started declassifying then the interactions pilots had had whilst um, observing the sort of things Johnny's talking but, but about. But these are actually ongoing. These are like happening yes. at the mo at, at the moment, and they're going to have a, um, a Senate hearing about it, where they're going to bring people forward to talk about what's happening. Because some people yeah. suspect it's like the Chinese or the Russians, and other people think it's inter interdimensional um, Scientology bollocks. So is this thing with the drones? Because as people said, they think they've seen drones, but they're really fast. No, these are no, no, massive yeah, drones. The, these oh. fly out in. The, they can be in the middle of this when they're flying over the sea. These could be oh, in all right. different areas. Some of them are triangular shaped. Some are uh, like uh, pill shaped. Have you seen any of the videos? No, not this. Not this particular thing. I though. have. Yeah. Good. You sh they're, they're, have you seen the videos, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Because they because they can t they can. Um, I'm sure we spoke about this ages ago, actually. Where what they did was they um, could monitor the temperature of the object they're in pursuit of, and what the and this is like the bit of the mind blowing thing is that it was so much cool. It was cooler than even though it was travelling at like great speed, it was cooler than the the ambient temperature of the tip, the sea that it was going over. Which just mm. didn't make any sense, and then like going these sharp sort of like suddenly ninety degrees. Flight like the navigator. Yeah. You're yeah. in a refrigerator. Oh, actually, sorry, it's not you. It's uh, UAPs, and they're now calling them unidentified aerial phenomena, oh, not right, UFOs. Yeah. And um, U.S. intelligence agencies are expected to deliver a report on these UAPs to Congress next month, and then they they've got a Senate hearing. And apparently the Pentagon has already said they exist and they're happening all the time and they don't know what they are. Yeah, because if they don't know what they are, they are unidentified flying objects. That's exactly. Doesn't, doesn't yeah, necessarily mean they're from they space. They said they've looked at all the theories that they're weather balloons or drones and none of those things match up to the way these things behave and they can't explain it. So so do you, do you know when the first official UFO sighting was? Um, I, I know I know the answer, but I'm just asking, I'm quizzing you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> give A, B or C, beat the chaser. Uh, I, I, thought, I thought you guys would be all running up on this. Well, wait a minute, no, 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 no. It was, no, no. It was 1947, okay, so that, I, but, but, so it's two years two years after the Second World War. I've got a theory about uh, all the sightings. Well, obviously, it, it fits in with the Cold War, obviously. Um, and, yeah, so there's... This theory to be, I can't remember what his name was, Kevin something of it, he's like a normal pilot and he was flying um, and he saw nine aircrafts or whatever going past the mountain. Um, look at this, the traditional disc type shape. Well, in fact, no, I think he described them more like Flight of the Navigator, but like, yeah, metallic, shiny and, and travelling. What he clocked at, I mean, he was going probably three or f maybe 300, no, probably only about 200 miles an hour himself. But it, so, but the speed they went past him, he clocked them at about 1,800 but miles an a hour. Lot, a lot of the sightings oh, tend yes. to um, align with whatever science fiction is talking exactly. about in that era. Exactly, that's the thing. I've got an example of that as well. Too yeah, late, so like, well, said it. Oh, in, yeah, George, <laughs> in Georgian times, there was reports of UFOs. Yeah. In Georgia, and it was like, well, obviously, because there's hot air balloons starting to yeah. be invented and so on and so forth. So I think you're right, it is reflective of that. But I also think that's because, in part, we impart that narrative onto it as well, yeah. as opposed to we're coming up with the phenomena and that being reflective of the science fiction. I think we're looking at it and then we impart that on it. Because now, now we believe, you know, people talk about multiverses, people also, obviously, the Einstein theory that if light is a constant, then um, time and space aren't, and then you have space time, where so, sh uh, 
things can change shape and disappear between different realms? Um, or is that happening and Einstein was correct? Do you... The big question about UFOs is, do you think there's life on other planets? Do you believe in alien abductions? Yes. Well, yeah. That's uh, what I meant to say. Do you believe in alien abductions? Yeah, but why does it have to be another planet? It could be another dimension. Yeah. Right, so the, the Drake equation, have you heard of this? The Drake no. equation. So this is the guy, the scientist Drake, whatever, he... He came up with it. So the Canadian based, rapper. Based on, yeah, the Canadian rapper came up with an idea. Based on <laughs> the fact our planet being, having life on it, so working out all the different stars and everything else in our galaxy, so it's based on our galaxy, there's 10, he worked out there's 10,000 possible other communicative plat worlds. In the Milky Way. Ours, based on, it's an equation based on how many planets there could be with life on them due to stars being close enough and all that shit. Goldilocks. Um, so yeah, Goldilocks so within theory, our galaxy it? alone, 10,000. Within the universe... A whole In, lot more, but infinite, yeah. it is the same as that. Someone, uh, one of these programs I watched earlier, uh, it is being compar- com- comparable to someone them visiting us is us like going up to an anthill, choosing a random anthill in the world, and going seeking it out in Africa or something, and then going to the lead ant, take me to your leader. Yeah. It's the similar them finding us. Indeed, you know what I mean, it's the same. Well, that means that they would be travelling at or near light speed. <laughs> yeah. So. And also, yeah, and, all, yeah. and that's something else that can't be done as, unless you t- get super massive. Well, Einstein said you could do it. Yeah, but well, you'd, you'd, your mass would increase to, to travel at light speed. Your mass has to, would be huge, basically, to get to where... It, basically, it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Well, you wormholes do, make more sense than anything else. You can do it else. if you're very small. Right, the, yeah, si- the, size of an, the size of an electron you can do at the moment. Yeah. But they but, say if you can achieve that speed, then your size would, would change. And there was a thing that they said if you... If you could travel at light speed and travelled fifty years away and then fifty years back, Earth would be six million years ahead. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's yeah time dilation. Everything comes into play then. And if like time, time and time and space can be warped. That's the thing. Like the, mm, yeah. apparently, so if a massive. You had enough mass to create something that could fold space and then yeah and then yeah. wormhole then yeah from one side. So I in theory. It's like I mean, there's so much that that shit that we possible. don't know. The universe is so fucking crazy. The, so, I mean, what do you think about alien abductions, like fire in the sky and communion? Do you think well, that's a real thing? Could again, it actually happen? With fire in the sky, right? This is something again because I watched a couple of documentaries today to get ready for this. And fire in the sky. So, this this was Travis Walton. This is the most, one of the most famous cases. He's out there. He's a, a logger. He's a part of a logger crew. There's seven of them, and they're in Arizona. They're coming back from work. They had beers and everything. They see a light in the woods. We all know yeah, what's that light. All know the story. Of, all know a little bit Carry about on. it. Travis Walton goes out. Travis Walton sees the light, goes out, boom, gets it. It's basically it happens exactly like it does in Fire in the, in the film Fire in the Sky, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but that this, what's interesting about that is that happens in '75, right? But um, this, but the year before, again about things in public knowledge and maybe having an effect on, uh, yeah, what actually happened. Anyway, uh, in '74, this, this documentary came out called Chariots of the Gods, which is all about so the th- you know everyone goes about oh the Easter Island and. Being people, uh, aliens being responsible for the pyramids and all that shit. That was when that documentary first was put put into the fore in people's Who minds. Chariots of the Gods. No, Daniken, is it? Eh? Eric von Daniken. Am I thinking of something? I don't else? know. It's a documentary. So it's it a, docu- a book. It's based yeah, on a book. Yeah. So it's a documentary. But this came out in '74, and this 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 cleaned up like about 25 million. It made about 25 million. So a lot of people saw this this thing. So I'm wondering because that came out in '74, whether that had anything to, I mean, any bearing on this guy's story. Could but be. saying that, these guys have always stuck to the fucking story. Travis Walton still goes around talking about it now and has always uh, stayed very true to his story and they all passed I know you don't think polygraph tests mean shit but they all passed multiple polygraph tests um, about which the which means they believed it well, they believed well, yeah, their experience yeah. but they weren't on acid I thought there so the obvious thing is like oh they're all on LSD or whatever but that wasn't the case was it um, but yeah and they, Chariots they, they of all, the Gods 
I don't think Chariots of Gods was it published straight away in English. I thought it was like German to start with, and then came the out. The book, you so, mean? Yeah, the book. Oh no, I'm, I'm talking about the documentary. It was on in 1974. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was in English. But I wonder what it'd be like to um, be abducted by aliens. Like, say you're just laying in your bed and you hear a tap, tap, tap at the window. And then you go and open the window. There's something there. Maybe we could just do an improv of that right now, <laughs> nah. just to experience it. <laughs> Greg would say, go with him. And they could drop him off. Where are we going? So, so, I just so. wanted to say this, but I found this part interesting. In August, the Department of Defense in America established the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force to investigate and gain insight into the nature and origins of un- unidentified flying objects. But they also started Space Force. So. <laughs> well, do you know, but, but do you know, I, de- I definitely do remember saying this and people laughing at me because I tied it to us all having to have a fucking vaccination because the aliens were coming. Oh, I've got and a big one for you about this. And I actually... You know, I not I actually believe it, but I want to believe it that that's what it's about, and that's the narrative I'm going to put. If we were down the pub and be able to have pub chat, that's I'd be in the corner fucking barking on about. Oh, I've had the fucking vaccine. Yeah, don't nothing to be scared about. Um, but oh, it's because I want to meet the aliens, isn't it? Like people think. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, that's the only reason I'm going to get it done. To be fair, I've got yeah, I've got exactly. another 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 take because you just reminded me on vaccines. This happened yesterday. This guy wants me to go in and um, help him do a bit of painting on his shop. And I said, "Well, Friday I'm going for my second jab." And he goes, "Oh, you're not you're not having the uh, you're not having the uh, vaccine, are you?" And I said, "No, I've had uh, I've already had the first, oh you've had the first one." Well, you know you know what it's all about, don't you? Have you done your research? I went, uh, "No, what's it all about?" And he goes, "Well, it's all about money, isn't it? They printed too much money, haven't they?" I went, "Right." And he goes, "You know what happens if they print too much money, don't you?" I went. I don't know, inflation? He goes, yeah, exactly right. And who, who is the country that does the most damage in our lifetime? And I went, I, I bet you're going to say America. He goes, yeah, exactly right. And they're blaming it on China. And look at China, man. They've never invaded anyone, have they? And I went, well, they inv- invaded Tibet. And he goes, exactly, zero. Zero places, <laughs> right? And I went, okay. And then he goes, and they haven't done any harm to anyone, have they? And I went, well, they've got uh, over a million Muslim Uyghurs in concentration camps, and apparently they're committing genocide. He goes, exactly, that's what I'm saying, zero, isn't it? <laughs> Because you know what I mean. Do your research, yeah. Do your research. Have you done your research now? I, th- I don't need to. I think he's absolutely correct. It's either that or the UFO. That guy's always going to win an argument. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Zero. If you point out evidence to the contrary, exactly. Zero. Yeah, No, it's not there. Zero. They've done nothing. Exactly. I'm going to argue like that guy from now on. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do the painting for him. Just (laughs) put my headphones in. Make him drink the paint. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's probably the best thing that's happened to me all week. Convince him drinking the paint can give him superpowers. (laughs) I've finished all the Invincible comics. I've read all 144 Invincible comics, and I just want to say one thing about Invincible. I'm not going to spoil it, of course. I'll never do that. Uh, But I want to say that if they they follow spoiler coming up, remember the problem with Game of Thrones was that he didn't finish the book, so they just made up whatever they wanted to do, and that sort of spoiled it. Which is quite funny. Watch Inside Number Nine last night, the new one where the fan tries to get him to write. Yeah, so in, um, yeah, so Invincible, I was going to say, luckily we have all the comics, so they have like a story plan to follow. Yeah. So if they do follow it exactly like the comics and how it changes and morphs into something completely different and how it ends as well, 
the ending is tip top it is like the cherry on the cake it doesn't know where because I was reading some reviews of Image Comics because I want to read a few more Image Comics like that's where Spawn came from and like, there's loads of others it says you should read uh, but some of them it says the ending there's one called Mr. Chew and when he eats stuff he can see w- w- what happened to it and where it comes yeah, from so yeah, he's yeah. a detective but it's a lot of these comics the endings to them Savage they Dragon sort of like well. fizzle out they don't have a good ending but I can tell you that Invincible has a great ending so we've got a lot to look forward to with that series if it can keep it up so please, please keep watching like when I watched Game of Thrones, I was really loved it, and I say I watched the first season and was like, I was like, this is, this is great. And then when I found out there's books, I was like, well, I don't need to wait. And I couldn't wait, and I read all the books. <laughs> da, 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 spoiler yeah. alert! Yeah. They but, uh, but it did kind of ruin it did kind of ruin the series for me, if I'm honest. So uh, when I was watching it, I was like, would I have enjoyed this as much, or was it just act- was it actually worse now? I don't know, but. And then I actually quite liked it when all the fan fiction started happening. And then oh, before they fucked it up before the, at the end, when they fucked it up right at the end. But the first couple, whatever, there was mm. some really good, some really good episodes. Actually, I mean, it was like I found some good fan fiction of how they should have ended the series. Though I thought, oh, no, near Mike. Oh, sorry. There's some fan fiction about how they ended the series, very much like the Star Wars one is actually better than what what was on the screen so yeah. I'll send you that yeah I'll, mm. I'll watch with, that the other day with Invincible I don't I, I really like I like it that much um, I don't want to be constantly comparing doing all this like oh in the, like Barry's told me all the differences anyway so I don't the only reason to read it now would be to like see oh that's different and that's different and you, well yeah because I've asked you not to <laughs> I, like, told you I, I remember <laughs> when dying to the good thing is it's a cartoon as well so you can do exactly what's yeah. in the comic I remember oh, when I remember oh, when Game of Thrones sorry I remember when Game of Thrones was actually on TV you were doing uh, you were saying well the book's a lot better it's, yeah. that's the equivalent of well I've actually got that on vinyl yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was a, I was a vinyl wanker book, book, book and vinyl wanker I think that's the strength of I know I spoke about it a few weeks ago Expanse that, yes because um, that's, that's a series of books and they've tried to stick with it as much as they possibly can yeah. and that's it has made for like some of the episodes feeling a bit slow but then, lo- then all of a sudden you find out loads for fucking happens. Cause I want to get back into sudden, that because I really enjoyed the first series and then I don't know what happened with the second. I don't know if I yeah. took too long to watch the second and forgot what had gone on so I didn't, just sort of lost it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I just want to get back into Going it. back into space and talking about the space stuff is a perfect time now to do my improper work to do about being abducted by aliens. So, uh, guy's name, American, Ricky Johnson goes to bed normal night's sleep at the 3 o'clock in the morning he's woken up for a tap on the window and there's something there uh, Gregory's playing the alien uh, I'll be Ricky Johnson so let's begin scene I've had a tough day at work uh, I need to get an early night these last few days I haven't been feeding myself I just have a little Ricky, glass Ricky be quiet I'm sorry Mar- Martha I've just got to go to bed I, can you pack my uh, suitcase with my books and my laptop for work tomorrow I'll do that so I take the covers off and I get my pyjamas on. Into bed I get. I don't sleep naked anymore. I like to sleep with my pyjamas on these cold winters. It's a little bit too close to home. Uh, shall I read my book? No, I think I'll just go to sleep. Ricky Johnson goes to sleep. What are you whispering? The hours pass and he hears a rap tap tap on the window. Oh. Hello? What, what's that? Something at the window. Probably those damn kids throwing stones again. I'll go and open it. No. What? Who are you? No. You're translucent. I can see right through you. Come with me, buddy. Come with you. Oh my God! I'm floating. My feet aren't even touching the ground. Yeah. 
we float from where me come from? Floaty, floaty. I'm going through the... Where are you taking me? Never mind. I feel like I'm in a dream. Oh, watch your head. Mind that branch. Oh, oh. oh. Mind his inspection hole. I feel like I'm... Oh, yes. I know, let's I feel like I'm floating upwards. I don't want to ruin the inspection hole. We <laughs> need the inspection <laughs> hole. La 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 Oh no, never mind the we said never Don't worry, Barry, just keep floating with us. Tendrils! We're nearly there. Look we, there's the ship! It's all white. What boop, is this boop, place? Boop, boop, open door! Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Tendrils! We have ten or eleven drills! What is this place? Come in here, Barry. Sit down lie oh. down here. Am I dreaming? Yeah, you will be. This will be your dream forever. Now put this up your butthole. Oh, no, that's enough. Oh, fucking hell. I said don't do the fucking... doesn't matter. Well, you said that's not going to get fucked up. probing is stupid. Some people are into... Where else did you think that was going to go? I'd just like to apologise to any listeners that are into that anal probing or insulted. So far, you've ruined a film and you've insulted people that like anal probing. So, You're a uh, savage. Did you hear the story about Ariana Grande this week doing a shit in a taxi and she left without telling the driver? And apparently it stunk. You know Ariana Grande, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> Apparently, it sort of leads on nicely to what's your favourite invasion story if we're well, talking about alien invasions I'd just like to say <laughs> the invasion of my tongue to Kylie Minogue's butthole circa 90s I'd probably eat Anthony Joshua's shit so I could do a Google review on it oh yeah it's, yeah what Anthony Joshua he does Go Google on. reviews now doesn't he oh, right. he sorry, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry that was a joke sorry. Sorry. Your head. Oh, you haven't yeah. seen the advert no, yeah. Google reviews okay. no sorry <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there <laughs> hey there joker <laughs> Nice one, Beth. So, uh, what were you saying, so Johnny? Say, what, well, yeah, what, what would your favourite alien invasion type uh, story the or fiction? Captain Scarlet. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the day the Earth stood still. Because yeah. I loved the original V TV series because I, I watched that oh, as a yeah. kid. That was really good. And then they did v. the remake with the bird out of Deadpool in it. And she was quite attractive. She oh, was well, the alien leader. I liked it, but if we, if we are invaded by aliens in a V-style attack, would you be worried as a hamster? Why? What? But yeah, V was really good. That was like sort That's of best. sort of had almost a, a touch of the like, original Terminator. You know that they that sort of feel about it. I thought. 
I can remember us. It's Baccarin, her surname. Marina Baccarin, the one out of Deadpool. That's and it. she's in uh, Firefly. The other, and all remember, that. The other alien invasion film I thought about was Cocoon, where they uh, attack the Earth as, good. as pensioners. What about, what about Batteries Not Included? Do you remember that one? Mm. Yes, excellent. Barry's not included. Brilliant. Steven Spielberg. Uh, it's a really good mixture yeah. of practical special effects and uh, yeah, way and, and, uh, very good. And the, yeah, and I remember the time. Yeah, I thought it looked fucking amazing. Yeah, at I remember the time. thinking yeah, it, it, does it, bit... it doesn't age. No, it hasn't held well, up. Does it? it? Hasn't held up particularly. I remember well. watching it thinking that looks really good. There was Alf, alien life form. He wanted. Did Alf want to eat a cat all the time? Yeah, that's the one. He wanted to eat that pussy, yeah. didn't he? He wanted yeah. to eat that pussy. Yeah, I've got a question to you boys. Pussy. Greg last week when he was talking about going to the bookies and he felt intimidated by all the guys doing putting their bets on. Because I, I, you know, my cryptocurrency. I was. I lost a hundred yeah. pounds on cryptocurrency in the week, so I took all my money out of it. I'm never doing it again. Oh, I'd rather just go and put the money on a horse. And I was thinking, what kind of question would you ask a guy? Because that hangs out in a bookies all day. If you could ask him one question, what would you ask him? How would you get that funky smell? From, probably for a light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a light in the old days. And also, I'd say, like, uh, uh, how, are they, how are they doing today? How are they doing today? Like, like the machines, like, talk about them like this. Like, oh, are, they, are they warm today? How are they, fellas? Warming up, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. then there's, like, you know some lingo that, like, they don't, and they're like, what the fuck's he talking how about? How are these babies? <laughs> how are these girls? Oh, how are the girls? Me, are yeah, I loaded out this one yesterday. Cool, your coat's yeah. a bit... I always imagine blokes in bookies have really ro- ruined coats and then you all need to buy a new coat. Yeah. I bet you're a real lady killer, says the bloke in the dirty jacket. I've got loads of little pencils if you want one, darling. Uh, so another question I've got to ask you this week as we're moving into the second hour of the podcast where the fun comes in is what have you done with all your old VHS tapes? Have you still got them? I've got yes. some in the attic. No. I've, I've, I've barely got. I've still got my DVDs. I've got more of my DVDs in a fucking box, and yeah, there and downstairs, I think. But no VHS, oh, no. You haven't got any I, at all. When I was no. a student, when I was a student nurse, I was really poor, and I remember I had um, a really extensive VHS collection. And this is now about 2006. I remember qualifying now. I'm, I've got my, I've got a place. I'm living out with some mates. But I've still got all these videos. But I had like the entire Bruce Lee collection. I had, um, you know, different westerns. I had loads of. You, you must remember. I used to have loads of VHSs when I lived back in, back in Aylesbury. And um, so I put them all in a big sports holder and carried them to different places to sell them. And um, ultimately, the last place I just fucking sold them to this guy. 50, 50 cassettes. He gave me ten p each. And I couldn't bear carrying them back because it was too heavy. So that was a fiver for fucking hundreds of pounds worth of uh, movie. I've got a few. I've got about, for some reason, three different VHS covers of um, Scarface. I think I've got original Taxi Driver and one called Action Mutante. And then maybe in the future I'll set up a, a handbag company where I can put some a uh, little bit of rope on five VHS tapes and see how much money I make. No, Sorry, I've, I've got some. I've got some VHS tapes, like the rare ones, but most of the other ones I got rid of. Yeah, I, I got I, loads. I had a few for a while, but then I think I just gave every single one to Knickknacks because Knickknacks would buy them for a pound, and just everything was a pound. So it's like, right, if I needed a fiver for like a bit of hash, <laughs> I was like, yeah, hash because I was a proper hash cat. Not anymore. Then, then uh, yeah, that's how bad it was back in the day yeah, when you were when you were a teenager and you're into drugs. It was literally fivers here, fivers there. So I'd be like, oh, I knew I, I didn't want to, but I would just take up a whole load of. 
VHS ten at a time, whatever. And go, oh, well, that's a ten draw. But now that seems like a bargain. Like you'd be lucky to get a pound for VHS. Oh, I yeah. thought. I kept, um, I, I, kept a few, collectible ones, I kept a few yeah. of mine that are collectible that you can't get anymore because I don't think they ever come out on DVD. I think I've got the Goon Show on like VHS, and there was a few. I had the Blockhouse, a Peter Sellers film on VHS that wasn't on DVD for ages, but the rest of them I just threw in the threw in the dump. And apparently, I found out though, if you keep VHS for a long time, they get this like vinegar acetate thing and it eats away at the tape anyway. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. So, so if, if you smoke it, you get you get pulled up by a UFO. Mm. Okay. So, uh, so any more? Anyone got any other VHS chat, or should I shut that down now? Um, I'm shut it down too early because I know you hate it when I shut things no, down too I, early. I, I quite like the idea of. I wish I did have my VHS. I quite like the idea of still having a VCR and having because certain things I think that on VHS that you can't get on on DVD for starters. Yeah, like, right. um, and I, I do quite like the I like the old days of VHS where you just had like, certain films I had that I'd say didn't see the first five ten minutes of, but I knew the rest of it. The whole film off by like more yeah, than off yeah. my heart, like knew it backwards, but then had never seen the first five minutes because just weird adverts. So there's these tapes I knew so well that have like half of uh, Dot and the Kangaroo on it, and then half of another film, and then the Electric Grandmother with loads of fucked up eighties adverts in between, and they sort of had their own. I mean, that was its own, their own charm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, its own charm in completely because that was a, a properly a proper slice of your childhood where no other cut in the world would have had, had that. Like it's just weird yeah. random shit you've recorded off the te- off the. Please, please be kind and rewind. So I'd like to have I'd like to have a mixture of all my actual proper VHS and all those my weird old ones just to come across them and be like, oh right, look at the old I'm adverts. And well, Dad, I remember I did have one VHS tape that was um, part of a magic trick. So you do a card trick to someone in your house and you get it wrong. You, you force the card to them and then you pick the wrong one and show it to them and go, oh shit. And you put the telly on and it's the news, the videotape is oh, the news reader uh, going like that and he goes, is that oh, your card? <laughs> that was well good. Uh, I bet. Yeah, like the VHS up. game Atmosphere. Remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chest and he had a DVD as well of it. And my dad used to take films off the TV and pause the adverts yes. and have like a videotape yeah. with like the word Jaws on it and ET yeah. and had like, like bits of adverts cut in. Uh, can yeah. you remember the when funny you were, thing is the adverts you... would now be the bit that you'd want to see most. Yes, like, well, that's, 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 adverts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All on the tubes. They can are, you remember yeah. being a, when you were younger? Did you ever do this? Have a like tape a little cheeky late night Channel Four show and have a little, your own little VHS tape. Yeah. that used to play again and again. And yeah, again. my Beavis yeah, yeah. and Butthead. I used to have a Beavis and Butthead that when Beavis and Butthead was first on. I, I still remember the first Beavis and Butthead you show I saw. You looked at me disgust then when I said that. I went, yeah. No, no, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beavis and Butthead. What's wrong with you? Because I fucking did. did. I'm well, doing it now. Watch it. I didn't. Um, but yeah, I think I think we all did that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I used to have... Yeah, Beavis and Butthead. I remember just recording loads of Beavis and Buttheads when it first came out. What, in masturbating 90, over 94, it? 94, 95. No, that was... Uh, no, uh, I'm talking about Little Blue. blue. Oh, Blueies, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, oh, sorry, I thought you meant you were masturbating. I had ones like the Pamela Anderson one, which was passed around, like, it was a tape that made the rounds, basically, and then, yeah, I had, I had another one. I had one, uh, Russ Mayer's Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens, and it's like, that's like proper 70s porn, but it was, it was, uh, but all the birds in it had amazing no, tits. Yeah. You saw, you saw Fanny and tits, but it was no, there's nothing hardcore in it. I read his biography. Um, but it was nothing internal. But plenty for a fourteen-year-old to wangle. I remember over. when we were, we were probably about yeah maybe fourteen, fifteen. We went round a friend's house, and um, we'd all, we'd uh, we got kebabs. We went round. He goes, "Oh, I've got this uh, video. My dad's video. He put it on. The film was called Inside Marilyn, and it's, it is weird watching a porno with your friends anyway. But while eating a kebab, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got one hand spare, I suppose. Do you always get no, I mean, when you eat so you're, you're eating the yeah. same thing you can yeah, see know, on screen. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was just suggesting, you're, I was suggesting you were masturbating and eating. No, a kebab no, I at fucked the, same the time. kebab. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> that makes more sense. No onions and no tomatoes, please. <laughs> 
So this week I watched the uh, a trailer for the American remake of this country called Welcome to Flatch. And also the trailer for the new People Just Do Nothing. Fletch. I watched that. Fletch. Fletch makes more it's sense. It's F-L-A-T-C-H. F-L-A? Yeah. Fletch. It's meant to be like a... I think it's a fake... It's a funny word. It's a funny word. Like they've done in England. Yeah. But it's a fake town in America. I watched the People Do Nothing trailer on your recommendation in the bath earlier. Can you come forward a bit, please? I watched the People Do Nothing trailer on your recommendation in the bath earlier and... It was very disappointing. The trailer, not the bath, I mean. So, uh, there was, yeah, this country, uh, people just do nothing. Shameless. What are you talking about? Ones that have been made into American shows? Yeah, American yeah. remakes of British shows. So, yeah. there's a few more. Oh, no, people just do nothing is a film, isn't it? It's where they go that to Japan. Is, that yeah, one's yeah, a yeah, film, yeah. yeah. But did you know that the Americans remade Spaced as well? Have you ever seen that? No, oh, no, no I've heard they did. Yeah, oh, God, I've, I've heard really, I heard one of them talking about it, one of the English guys that was to do with it, and they were saying how it really didn't travel well. Yeah. Well, that, that's... That, that's something that should just be left should be left the fuck alone like uh, Shameless see Shameless I think that was the only one out of all those ones that was alright you know, I, I haven't actually watched it but that to me made the sense of do it like you could do that I could see, easily see that being taken and done in America I only Whereas, saw a couple but it seemed alright Space you could say has probably been done kind of in other shows but not to say, so like, but using extent. pop culture references and stuff like that I'm sure there's been loads of American shows they do that and the thing about I would say about this country is the America remake obviously is not going to work because this country, to me, never really worked. I, when I first saw this country, when it first came out, I thought it was real. I thought it was a genuine oh, flying the wall documentary. Work, yeah. Not when I watched it, only when I saw like the first two oh, minutes okay, of it. Right, yeah, yeah. Then as soon as the bit where you suddenly realise, oh, they're acting, it's fake, I've, it's lost me, I'm, I'm gone, I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, like, it's, just, I, it's just guilty as charged, it's shit. It's her looking at the camera going, uh, uh, uncle, he's my uncle, he's a bit of a mad at him. Uh, uh, and the, but the American one is even worse than that. Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw the yeah. trailer for oh, it. Right, it's trailer, even yeah. worse than that. Stifler. Stifler's in it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, Stifler's the local priest. Like in one of the trailer bits, there's the bird who was in The Boys, the one that was a terrorist in it. And she's being interviewed by the camera and them two are fighting in the background. The one that's meant to be Daisy May Cooper. Goes, Excuse me, we're filming here. And it's like, why are you trying to make it like a real mockumentary? Why are they still, people still doing mockumentaries? It's been done. I know it's Ricky Gervais is doing a new series of Afterlife because it's filming around here. And it's like, how much more can you squeeze out of that fucking but that's pile not of a mockumentary. It's not a mockumentary, yeah. I think he'll yeah. only do one more. And to be fair, the, they're only, it's only six episodes each time and they're about 25 minutes long. It's only about a two hour, it's like a film, isn't it? Each episode, each series... It's about, it's each series of Afterlife is a lot, is like a long film. Isn't I mean, it? I've enjoyed the, the two series so far. It's about death and remorse, and it's bringing me a lot of comfort. <laughs> it really, is, yeah. Uh, well, it's like in in America, they fucking love the American Office, which they will drag out forever and ever. Or oh, I don't know if it stopped yet, but they did loads of series. Yeah. Whereas at least Ricky Gervais sort of cut his. He did. He didn't do quite a Faulty Towers, but he did like. Oh no, cut he, and yeah, run. it's perfect with that yeah. extra that's, uh, sort of uh, Office. Yeah. yeah, that's he left it. All those things. It's a game of space. Perfect two series. There's no need to do. Was only anymore. two series. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed disliking stuff I've never watched. So <laughs> yeah. Afterlife is one of them. I've saw like trailers for it. And I thought I'm not going to like this. Well, I think, I think you, uh, you would you would laugh at you would laugh at some bits. I would yeah. laugh at. What is the program that you? Mine is Line of Duty. The program you never watched that you just take and dislike to. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else got an irrational one? Um, I can tell you mine while you two think of one because yeah. I just want to say about a bit about Afterlife. I think it's the fact that ever since Ricky Gervais did that 
there was a sad bit in Derek. extras or something. Oh, Derek, that's the one. And he had the sad bit in it that he likes to do. Then he did David Brent Life on the Road and he had the sad, pathos, sad bit in that. He did it in and extras. He, thought, he did a really good bit in, yeah, in extras. I, I really like that, though. I and thought that's some thought, of his best acting he did in that. Then he thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll make a whole series of sad bits, like Victor Meldry, One Foot in the Grave, where they used to have the sad bit with the sad music in yeah. it. And he's like, don't fucking bother. Make it a comedy or do a drama. Don't try and do comedy and have this stupid fucking sad bit in it. They're always Why not? Oh, yeah, because it's shit. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's boring. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Reporting. You, cannot, you <laughs> cannot be on one hand, like, oh, there's a little fat ginger kid, and go, oh, you little paedophile, little fat ginger cunt. And like, oh, people in wheelchairs are fucking disgusting. They're stupid cripples. Oh, it's only ironic. And then you go, oh, but my wife died. I'm sitting on a bench. You'll get over it. You'll get through it. This is the sad bit. It's like, fuck off. Oh, no, do you not feel people are multifaceted? Sorry. Everyone laughs at him doing like, oh, dude, that's, you said it's a good point you brought up there because you go, like, everyone laughs at him going, calling that fat little, that fat little ginger cunt or whatever. But the reality of that is, so if he, he actually made that kid, he could that kid might have committed suicide. Like, so yeah, he got teens. Didn't the kid call him a pedo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he goes, I wouldn't fuck oh, you. Oh, no, to be fair, he calls him a pedo, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't fuck yeah. you, yeah. So the joke is, the kid <laughs> asked yeah, it's not like he's just going out and so just abusing people, like, yeah. Um, um, did I tell you the time I so I was in the pub and I saw a bloke who looked like David Brent? Have I said this before? No, crack no, on. Go on. And I saw him, I saw him across the bar, he looked like David Brent, he stood with his mates, like classic, a bloke who looks like, he looks like David Brent. Was he biting so his lips? Was he biting his bottom lip and like, swinging his arms he, like... <laughs> no, he had that... <laughs> he had like a sh- shit suit on. He had like, and I said, I didn't say Ricky Gervais. I said David Brent. And so when mm. I, wa- I walked around, I was like, "Mate, you look like um, David, you look Brent. Like David Brent." <laughs> and he was like, uh, "Thanks, he's a cunt." And I went, "He only looks like a cunt." <laughs> yeah. And him and his mates, they just. Yeah, they asked me to leave, go and join my <laughs> friends again. You get into a lot of these scrapes, don't you? Where you think you're being like really cool and charming. And these guys went, he goes, yeah, he's right. Why don't you fuck off? And when he could be our new mate, do you want some drink? No, then. Fact is, Dave Brent is actually quite a nice guy. He's he's not actually. I mean, if you Dude. look at look at the evidence, yeah, he's a he's a he's a bell end. He's a knob, but he's he's actually quite a nice guy. Yeah, there's a lot Dick of them. Down. There's a lot of them in offices. There is incompetence. Yeah, but um, nice. Yeah. But one thing you were saying about the other, the other thing that you said about was the like people do nothing, people just do nothing. Have done a film where they're going to Japan, where because in Japan they use one of their songs in a TV show. So the hilarious, the hilarious predicament they're in is you put in these guys. It, the, yeah. the, the tra- water shit. Yeah, the trailer just reminded me, but it's slightly yeah, none of that. But the trailer reminded me of like the Ali G film where it's just yeah. cringe. Yeah, it's really it's bad. Like, it's a good character. It's good on on the format it's on, and then they make or like um, Cannon and Ball when they did that cop film. Yeah, I've never seen that. That's Morgan brilliant. Wise. The trailer shows you the whole story anyway, because it shows you a bit where Chabuddy G, there's a new manager and he gets pushed to the sidelines. He never gets old, does he? He's brilliant. Yeah. And then they have to wear stuff and out sell, sell out to... And it's like, oh, man, really? Well, on, the like, other, on the other hand, that it's doesn't like, work if, if, anymore. One, if one day they say to us, right, we want you to make an Idol matinee film and you'll get enough money to retire on, would you say, I'm not selling out the listener? No, I would never make a movie. Well, if I made a movie of this, it would be us going abroad to do Idol Matinee Abroad. Yeah, make a between us. Hit podcast yeah. Maybe Japan. Japan. <laughs> or Japan. Yeah, yeah, no, probably Ma- Mal- Maldives for it's completely uh, underwater, and then Japan. That would be my dream. I'd buy, Yeah, I'd sell that in a heartbeat. I'd make a really shit film. <laughs> 
I'd make a music video. I'm right. <laughs> if anyone's listening, you're, you're not going to have any fans after this, but you will have loads of money. I'd be like, yeah, fine, cool. And then my I'd, life I'd hasn't changed the, one bit. And, and I've then, the podcast. And then I'd make the Spice Girls movie, the fucking uh, the Keith Lemon movie, the Harry Hill movie, all ra- all rolled into one. No, no problems. Just to sell I'd out. Make an amazing thing that they never thought of. So they think it's this, and it's going to be a boring podcast sellout thing, and then it turns into like some sort of classical sci-fi. We get, fantasy. Yeah, no, well, I mean, ideally, I'd do that. But yeah, I mean, it, that'd be hard to do. It'd be we much easier to make by aliens. No, it'd be a much easier thing get... to, to a ship to make a shit film. It'd be much easier. But yeah, Jerry Anderson's given us our template. That's all we have to do. Oh yeah, fucking puppets. We'll put two, pup- two puppets in it. <laughs> it's a puppets. puppet. That was funny, wasn't it? When that bloke yeah. did that. Oh yeah, puppet podcast. Just the puppet, the puppet podcast. I wonder if there is a puppet podcast. Wait, about latest puppet no, news. It's, well, that was it's, 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 it's done by puppets, but it's totally lost on the audience because you can't tell <laughs> yeah. the doing puppets. Like, no, swear down. It's, we've got puppets here, and we're talking through puppets. <laughs> I'll tell you, what, I've got an idea. We could do. What about this? We do a mime podcast. <laughs> it's now silence. It's like, trust me. Oh, the stuff we were talking about. Sound, it was good. The background music's by Phil Glass. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw in the news this week uh, that bosses have let their staff have a thirty-minute masturbation break. You sent us that, Chris, in the news. Do you think thirty minutes is too long for a masturbation break? Well, I don't think it should be thirty because that's that's getting all that's a, that's too long for one wank. That's suggesting that's I mean that's kind of too long for two wanks really. I mean, I usually leave. It's going to be at least half an hour between wanks, so that's only going to get you one wank really. I mean, it depends how much how big what your about balls edging? are. Oh, but, okay, yeah, yeah edging. that's it. Edging. Yeah, okay, yeah. It depends how you how you masturbate, I suppose. That's that's quite that's very. Uh, it's very. Um, da, 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 What's the word? You know, when uh, when you give something... Uh, Overindulgent. Generous, that's the word. Overindulgent. <laughs> no, generous. It was just the word generous is all I was trying to think we, of. No, yeah. We've talked about it a lot before, like you spark it, Sparks doing it. No, not Sparks, no, because I'm not... Masturbating Yeah, the job centre I used to, wait, I used to masturbate more because I, I didn't, didn't feel as weird because there's more women about, even though they weren't women I was attracted to. What? But <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> No, I just, it felt a little bit. That's awful. No, but it feels a bit gay when you're if you're waking it. I don't. You're not actually having sex with the people that you're surrounded by. Like in the, that doesn't make any sense. But I've, I, just, I always thought it was more acceptable to go for a wank at the at the job centre where I knew there was women outside than just loads of blokes like waiting to go for a shit. Like the boss uh, of an adult. If you worked at, but oh, sorry, I was just going to say if he worked at a school, would it be? Worse or better? Well, it depends. See, it depends. Well, don't do it in the, so in the playground. No, because if you do it in the well, as long as you do it in the staff toilets, it's completely separated from the kids. And then, you, what about like um, uh, like a nursery, that sort of thing? Well, I don't think it, make, it makes a difference what age the kids are. Like, uh, I, th- I think the, the, I think oh, okay. I think the um, <laughs> I think as long as you do it in the staff toilet, as long as you're. You're sur- if you've just spoken to a female colleague, say, who's a f- teacher as well, you're like, oh, God, I really like her, and then you go and bash one out, then you can sort of separate it from the, the fact that kids are there. Um, but I think the, ti- the time or the 30-minute oh. time is almost like a modesty buffer. Like, if you're at work in the office and you go, I'm just going to the toilet, and you come back within five minutes and think, oh, he's had a piss. If you come back in half an hour, they think, oh, he's had a really difficult shit. But if it was always, right, I'm going on my modesty break, and it could be for a wank, could be for a poo, they well, don't yeah, know. They don't know, exactly. Yeah, it's half an hour. That's a good, good point, actually. So you're not going to get, yeah, you're not going to feel as, like... And women take, long, women take longer, I've heard. You're not going to feel as self-conscious coming back, thinking, wondering whether everyone's trying to wonder what you've been doing. Because women like, are yeah. terrified that people are thinking they're going to the toilet but if they say and I'm going on my wank break 
Yeah, yeah. You know, and they come back three hours later. Let me give you a bit of background on the story so you know what it's actually about and not making it up. Uh, The Bosman Adult Entertainment Company has offered employees a half-hour daily masturbation breaks after finding they have become agitated during lockdown. Erica Lust, who owns Erica Lust Films, has even set up a private masturbation station at the office in Barcelona. She's hoping to normalise masturbation by allowing her 36 members of staff a 30-minute break every day for some self-love. Erica said... I value my employees and I know that when they feel good, we do good work. With the pandemic and the huge shift in how we lived our lives, I begin to notice that my employees have become somewhat agitated when performing with less energy than before. She's not So knowing there's only one thing that will make everyone feel good, I've set up a private master basin station for them to enjoy. So where's she from? Uh, she's from Wales. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, it could, it could be an industry and an environment we don't understand. It could be that she's a really caring boss, or it could just be a way of getting free advertising for her wank material. Or she just really loves a thud. She just really loves fudding herself. Exactly. And it's, do you know, it's really... Um, all of those penises are handmade, those sex toys. You know, they're not... People think they're just, it's just rubber and latex loaded into a mould and pumped out the end of a machine. It's not. It's a very skilled job, and um, it's done by people with very small, dexterous hands. And that's why in a lot of countries, often by children. It's done, it's, so it, maybe she's got, like, just a factory full of 14-year-old boys that will play around with the willies all the time. So they're like, right, wank breaks. It's done very. And they all have to go off together. It's done very much in the Renaissance way, isn't it? They get a large block of latex and they have to chip away at it for sometimes months just till they get down to uh, whichever style of shaft. Like cock. Yeah, like David. I mean, I've, I've, I've never bought one, uh, but now I know that they've all got that. What much steel them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm always too ashamed. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't like to take it to the man in the shop. I take it out of the box and just slip it into my, my trousers and pretend... With your poacher's jacket. <laughs> I'd stick it up my ass and walk out. I don't know about anyone else, but does the song Last Christmas by Wham always remind you of Christmas? <laughs> it, re- it reminds me of Last Christmas. Uh, no, it always reminds me of Wham. <laughs> Uh, I was Christmas. watching uh, the top hits of the 80s, so I went back uh, on one of the videos on it was Lionel Richie's video for Hello, and really re-examining that video now from 2021 Me Too Eyes, it's slightly problematic. Slightly rapey. Uh, even Sugg said something about that. He goes, oh, that's a bit dodgy, because I don't know if you can remember the video. You probably can. Yeah, he, isn't she blind? Yeah, she's she's blind. She's blind, and he's just touching her face and stuff. No, like, he's oh. following her around the school. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. He's just watching her constantly. <laughs> yeah. she, she, in desperation, makes a giant head of what she thinks a stalker looks like. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? And in he's the, phones yeah. her in the middle of the night as well, and just rings her up. Uh, yeah, he just follows this, her in every class she's in. Though so you remember um, editing. Ray Ray Parker Jr. and his hit Ghostbusters. Yep. So that was a massive hit for him, bow, wasn't bow, it? Bow, bow, bow. Didn't, but, didn't he do um, that Eddie Murphy tune? Didn't Ray Parker Jr. was that? Party on the time. Party on the time. That's amazing. That's really good. Was that Eddie Murphy with Ray Parker? No, he wrote. I think he was just him. Yeah, just him. Yeah, it was someone else. And then he did that. He did that reggae album. I thought it was someone like Ray. Look it up and find it. It could do, but no. Anyway, so a lot of people don't remember that Ray Parker Jr. had a second song he brought out. Oh, Ghostbusters too. No, not Ghostbusters. Well, Bobby Brown, <laughs> Ghostbusters as well. Yeah, though, yeah. Was that? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, Bobby yeah. Brown. Yeah. Run, D- Run DMC did uh, it as well. 
Oh, well, we'll tell it after this if you want. But one of the <laughs> what people don't remember is Ray Parker Jr. had a second smash. Well, it wasn't a smash hit. It didn't even go in the charts. Uh, called Demon Hunters, off the back of Ghostbusters. I don't know if you ever remember that. Do you remember that song? So it basically went? was. It, it basically was going on Ghostbusters. I'm it was, it was kind of Ghostbusters too. Yeah, it could have Ghostbusters. Yeah. that's his genre. That's yeah, his yeah, genre. But he wanted them to make a film Monster about pop. demon hunt, demon hunting. Yeah. We're gonna call. Demon Hunters! Not quite, not quite. Yeah. It was, it was more like, uh, it went into something like this. You're getting scared now. It's getting dark now. There's people around now. We don't know where to go now. We gotta find them. Demon Hunters! We gotta get them. Demon Hunters! Okay. Demon Hunters! Maybe I should just play a little bit of it now. What, get, I've just Googled it. It's full of shit. Yeah. Oh. But on there... So you get the... On there, I remember because there was Dougie Fresh was on the soundtrack and Run DMC, and I was like, oh, this and I was, obviously I like the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters Two, slightly disappointing. Yeah. The two ra- hip hop songs were over the credits at the end. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> as is often the case. Like Vanilla Ice on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two. Like Men in Black, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah obviously. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Beverly, Beverly Craven. You can't, you can't even call it that anymore. Promise me. You have to call it People in Black. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Thanks. Uh, Jimmy Carr makes a lot of jokes about fat people, so whatever possessed him to have that hair transplant <laughs> in lockdown? Like, the guy that makes jokes like about everyone and takes the piss out of everyone yeah. goes and does that. I, well, the thing is, he didn't really need it, did he? I not don't really. His hairline he's wasn't not out of the bad. pool, is he? Or no, something? Yeah, or... he's not out of the pool. And Sorry, is he and not he's married? Not that, or... He's not like a particularly good-looking yeah, chap anywhere. Really... Maybe that's why. Maybe he's just like, oh, it's not really improved that'll anything, like, like, make me look less of a ventriloquist dummy. like a fucking more of a vampire, more of a cunt. What's the name of the bird that does the letters and the numbers and that? Rachel Riley. Carol was her eye always like that and I've only just noticed it now I'm not looking at her legs anymore uh, don't know she, I, I, but she does do this look like a no one goes one way one goes the other oh, way I haven't really noticed but oh, she yeah. does do a look, weird look when that's she, only on the hard questions when <laughs> when they're doing the numbers and the letters and everything she does this little thing every time she pulls a new one she looks back like a little like deer in the headlights she's like yeah. oh, like that Bambi on oh, ice, I love it. I mean, that used to really do it for me, but then, but yeah, she had the baby, and it's like, oh, don't really yeah, care. Yeah, body like, con dresses got out the window, yeah. <laughs> Fanny's in tatters, who gives a yeah, fuck? Yeah, who gives a fuck? Not a big fan you of... You can keep her, you Russian cunt. Yeah, I'm not a big you fan could... of anyone, <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't care if it's a consonant or a vowel, to be honest, love. I'll tell you who... Uh, it's, Greg told me something funny in the week that I'll bring up again. He was mm. he, he got woken nah. up. No, you got tell him about getting woken up by Eamon Holmes. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's actually got a funny story. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, yeah, the, irony, the irony of the thing, yeah. So I woke up at like half three. I I tend to have a a weird sleep pattern. At the moment, I'm not working a normal day job, so I'm doing I'm trying to do well, I'm doing the podcast mostly, and then doing droning stuff as and when I can be bothered when the weather's okay. So I'm sort of just sleeping as and when I like, really, not really worrying about going to bed too much. So I fall asleep on the sofa more often than not. And then I tend to always wake up at half three or half four, whatever. But yeah, I got woken up by the other other day at half three by uh, in the a- morning, yeah, yeah by uh, in the morning by Eamon and Ruth's how to get a good night's sleep. And uh, so yeah, the irony of obviously it's a, a program trying to tell you how to get to sleep, and it woke me up. But there were actually some quite interesting things on it um, that I didn't know. Actually, no, what were they? So you're sitting there agreeing with it, going like, oh, that's really interesting. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, whilst that's keeping me up, yeah. up. And it took, me, you up. it took me three hours to get back to sleep. <laughs> I, was sitting there, I do a bit there. of sleep hygiene. Yeah. I teach people sleep hygiene. Go on, let's see what they what's it, what tips do they recommend. Right, so the, uh, first of all, you shouldn't sleep in the same bed as someone else. Like, uh, We're not meant to be sleeping with... 
obviously we're meant to have sex with each other and, and make babies but sleeping in the same bed doesn't make any sense hence my parents haven't done it in fucking years like they've met up to have sex or whatever but they've never they don't sleep in the same oh, bed they, they don't sleep up. in the same bed with you I thought <laughs> you were going to say <laughs> they got out of my bed ages ago they've never accidentally met up with you to have sex <laughs> I stopped sleeping in their bed when I was 23 pina colada uh, but yeah they, that, which makes sense because my dad snores fucking bad so what's, why go through all this earplugs like your, your missus for instance uh, Chris she just has to have earplugs doesn't she like, because the sex is amazing yeah, yeah, because yeah. the sex is amazing she says she has to put earplugs right. in because <laughs> no, yeah, the sex is so good it blows her eardrums <laughs> and then she has to put earplugs in <laughs> no I mean there's people that don't know obviously I snore oh, a lot right, so, but yeah. you know yeah. a, I've, a, I've, a, I've, I've heard the theory sense. that sleeping in separate bedrooms is better for a relationship and I've heard the theory that living in separate houses is better for a relationship but some of the girls I think about I don't even, I've never even met them and we have the best relationship ever but some of the advice that, <laughs> but some of the advice they uh, gave like not eat so I, I go totally against this depends on your metabolism so I've got a fast metabolism so they say oh don't eat before you go to bed I have to eat before I go to bed oh, well, so you, I look, ca- you can't go to sleep well I can't go to sleep yeah no I get hungry as soon as I lie down I'll be like right well if, I, if you haven't had your dinner so if you have your dinner at 6 o'clock unless I have an evening snack or something then chances are I'm going to go to bed and then I'll lie down if I, especially if I lie on my back if I lie on my back I'll always I'll just, so I'll I remember, get, I'll when, I remember when, we, when we shared do, do you know what Greg yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that and you've done, what you've said just sums up a lot of things actually because what it is with you it's a psychological thing not a physiological thing because what they're describing are physiological things you can do to the body yeah. or ways to prepare yourself for sleep yeah. and but what you're saying is you don't like basically you feel like you don't, unless you have something you can't settle because you'll be just thinking oh, I'm fucking starving yeah. I, I need that just to calm myself because I, I remember uh, so, Greg and I at one well, point I was going to say Greg and I at one point shared a house I think it is that and I remember you stomp I could hear you stomping down the stairs in the middle of the night and I thought he's remembered there's trifle in the fridge <laughs> so you know what he's like <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing I, I can't so, yeah. But then they did say if you are going to eat something, make it fibre, uh, um, fibre, so you pr- like uh, digest it easier and all that. Like, yeah, yeah. But there's also the, bre- the have you seen the breathing techniques you could do to get to sleep? But they say you count when you breathe in, like you count to I think it's eight, and then you hold it for four, and then just never breathe out, <laughs> <laughs> and, then you, and then you sleep forever. Yeah, I mean you want to get your mind, you want to get your mind nice and and prepared for it. But basically, the best, like I think, the best thing. Is like banning banning caffeine from your diet yeah. from like if you want to go pick a regular time you want to go to bed uh, you can always toss about of it either way and get up at a regular time every day and then because then your body gets used to it getting the your body temperature down to two degrees is the best way to induce sleep not necessarily freezing all night but the way to do that is like go for a hot bath or a shower but while you're doing it, leave your bedroom window open, like turn your bed back. So it's really cold when you get into it. So your body temperature drops. And as your body temperature drops really quickly, it induces sleep. Yeah. But it's not going to like to the degree where you're going to get pneumonia. But that's what happens in so- pneumonia. Why people, when they have pneumonia, they start getting really hot, actually. They're getting induced. They go down. Boom. I think also, I think Dr. Chris might agree with this as well. I think the, the it's the... Um the famous phrase, if you want nice dreams, no, no to screens one hour before bed. If you, any, any TV or phone and that, when you get into bed and that, yeah. mashes you that's up. The, so the weird, that's the thing, it's like, I'm so used to, I, I like falling asleep watching something. Because they went off. Yeah, yeah. Because psychological, like, well, yes, psychological, again, it's psychological. You're letting your psychology override. Yeah, because your, I, because I'm letting that override your body. Yeah, because I know that my brain will go into fucking overdrive thinking about shit I don't want it to just before I go to or sleep. Or reading I'm, a book. 
If I'm, yeah, reading, but reading does work as well. But like, uh, if, yeah. Yeah. I found listening to like Audible and that. If you fall asleep, you don't know how many chapters you've missed. But with a screen, it does artificially keep you awake for yes. at least an hour Read- longer. So you fall asleep because mm. you're absolutely shattered. You're absolutely reading's much better. The, the, the thing that I do to fall yeah. asleep, I should yeah. be doing with reading. But then I haven't got a good book at the moment. So talking about reading books before you go to bed, I'm reading a good book called uh, The Molecule of Molecule of More, all about dopamine and how it affects you and how it makes you do stuff. And it talks about having a biofeedback loop. So when you're aware of this kind of stuff, you can control it more. So it's not being aware of what you're doing before you control it. Is that right, Chris? Look at you. You think that's... That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. That's why I... Not... Sorry, the control loop. Sorry. Not being aware of what you're doing. Uh, I'll give you an example. So say you're a... Yeah, so the dopamine thing, so when it explains it to you, it explains how dopamine... You'll probably better explain this to me than I am, Chris, biofeedback loops. No, you know. Well, it's more like, say (laughs) I tell you... um, Oh, the reason you do that is because of that but you never knew while you were doing it and I've suddenly just explained it to you so mm. now you're aware of it you can watch your brain doing why it's doing what it's trying to do yeah. but before you were just doing it automatically not even yeah, thinking yeah. about it that's what a feedback loop is knowing why you're doing something <laughs> yeah, and then you can you. control it more just not automatically doing it I find one thing the best way to get to sleep is have loads of really thoughts playing on your mind over and over again and loads of worrying about what you're going to do and just keep doing that over and over again <laughs> until eventually you have maybe an hour's sleep yeah. I've tried, I haven't tried that <laughs> do, do you know what I do as well I like to, I try and think of something like um, I'll go into so I've got a number of really boring um, hobbies and I know they're boring they're because we've listened they're to the podcast deliberately <laughs> yeah, this is the podcast. <laughs> like football manager Oh yeah, that is and boring. And I will think about football manager, and I will think about machinations of different. I'll just go into it really deep in my head, going right. If I did this, I did that, and I could do this, and then I could do that, and I sell this, and I do that, and before I know, it, I fall asleep because I've gone too far. Yeah. For me ever to go back to where I started from. I, just... I like to think of ways to make the podcast better, and often fall asleep doing that. I thought. Um... Just to should write them down. Write them down. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I don't write, remember them. If you've got a whiteboard now, you can write them down. <laughs> I don't remember what I think of the night before. But, uh. I did. I, I saw something um, I was going to bring up, which I don't know if I think this is particularly apt during the pandemic. The 2021 City of Culture this year is actually in Coventry, which is where you send people when you don't want to speak uh, to them. Yeah, it's, which it's I a, thought was perfect. It's fucking shit, Coventry. Yeah, uh, I've never been. Have you been? I, I went. Re- I just saw it because I went to do that job with Jason at um, Amazon. Was sort of the massive Amazon distribution place, and we stopped off for a McDonald's in actual Coventry because the, the warehouse itself was in sort of an industrial estate on the outskirts. But yeah, I stopped off briefly, and it was yeah one of the shittest places I've seen. And I've been, and I live in Aylesbury, and uh, close to Luton. Um, but, oh, it's Coventry near? Hey, near. Yeah. Well, it's it's between here and Birmingham, isn't it? It's not that far away. Oh, is it? Yeah, I yeah. thought it was up north somewhere. No, above, it's, yeah. above Northampton. It's, it's, oh, it's right. like Kettering and like. Oh, well, it might be worth a trip then if you're, for a photographer because the actual yeah. artwork looks amazing. But oh, even, some, even the BBC can be bothered. They gave it that like a a paragraph of less than a hundred words. I'm sure it's got some things in it that are worth taking photos of. Just the, the little bit I saw was pretty shit. No, I mean there's a city of culture. They yeah. just yeah, do loads think, of graffiti everywhere, yeah, loads yeah. of art projects yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's um because the the, the Jerry bombed the shit out of it, didn't yeah. they, in the Second World War, like the cathedral they bombed flattened chip it, shop. so it's all been rebuilt. Yeah, they bombed your chip <laughs> shop back in the day. So what have we got? So UFOs and that we've sorted that. Oh, uh, are they real? Yes or no? Okay, let's. If you want to talk about something else, I'm, I'm going to say yes, but not the ones that all these dickheads have seen. 
You don't think the, don't pi- think, don't think think the pilots have seen... I think the Americans are all... Uh, well, no, yeah, because they released actually, videos. There was another one that I wanted to mention uh, earlier, the, the Colonel Gordon, Gordon something, Gordon Cooper or something like that. He's he's an astronaut who's had an experience. So it's... Because there are... Most of the stories are yeah. fucking hillbillies and whatever. Yeah, Bob like, Lazar. Yeah. Bob Lazar, the other Bob, one. Oh, Bob Lazar, Lazar, he's another one yes, who's actually worked. Yes. So that was... We forgot to mention him. We should have fucking... We, yeah. we have now. We are mentioning Well, him. we are mentioning him now. Yeah, okay. Um, In real time. But there's this other guy... But he, he, yeah, we've got to talk about him. But there's this other guy, Gordon Cooper, whatever. He he did the last manned, like, last solo mission to space. So he went up there by himself, did 22 orbits. No rocket. And then and then came back. <laughs> just punched up straight <laughs> out of his arse. Not um, into space. Not, so not in space, no. So he's the, 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 the thin blue line or whatever. So he just went around, just orbited... 20, 22 times came back and then he was doing uh, testing these uh, P-58s or something with some fighter planes and then he was with a cameraman um, and apparently he says like he's, he was describing um, like Mars attacks basically it was like re- bright day I mean middle of the day this saucer came down Tom clear, Jones clear as yeah clear as day during the day clear as day um, <laughs> over, like and uh, it's tri- little tripod legs and everything came out exactly like you see in the Cartoon, exactly how most of them, the generic flying saucer thing happens, and then he, but he says he filmed it um, with this cameraman and caught it all perfectly on film. But then, then he says he sent it off to get it, uh, get it developed. Develop, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then obviously NASA took it then, and the it's seen the light it. of day, yeah. like yeah. And and you're inclined to believe him because he's been to space himself. He's not just a fucking yeah. I'm, well, I'm just hillbilly, like because I, I would say they might. I do maybe think of a theory. Do you think that Mar- or aliens are actually changing their craft, responding to our entertainment signals that go out in space? Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. would yeah, yeah. be like, right, oh, let's, let's just go down there. They think that's what we look like. Oh, you want us to go in about massive Rubik's cube yeah. like in Star Trek? They actually look like a massive giant poo, like just a big shit. It's dripping, like, just bits of shit dripping off it. Stinks. After they've seen, the- guess the talent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not inclined to believe any of them because none of them ever have any solid evidence. They all well, just have their have stories. Have you not watched the videos? No, I've seen the Bob uh, Lazar one. They've re- released three videos, haven't they? The American. No, I've yeah, seen the videos, but I'm saying, yeah, that's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, what we talked about earlier, we talked yeah. about that. But I'm talking about the people like Bob Lazar oh. and all those people. Oh, okay, yeah. They never have any evidence. They have stuff, drawings they've done. I've, or their, like, bums are, their bums they are in tatters. But Bob Lazar was very, as I said, as is Walt, uh, matey Walton, um, John Boy Walton, well, I forgot his name already, the, the, the main guy, the fire in the sky guy, and all the, and all his crew, they're, they're very very convincing, like him and Bob Lazar, so it's, uh, it's it, either they've convinced them f- themselves, they've just created this lie and just fucking ram, ram of it so much that they've just j- really convinced themselves yeah. it's true, or they're just really good fucking actors. So it's one of, one of the two, because very, very, they're very convincing. They, well, that's what happens to psychics. I remember uh, Oscar Orson Welles telling a story about when he was being a psychic and he got so good at it that in the end he thought he was actually psychic but he was doing like cons. I thought, so I thought you said sidekick no, then. No, psychic like, oh, yeah, as yeah, in psych- like... Yeah, but that's yeah. similar kind of thing like you yeah. just said. They get so... Tell the story so much. Yes. It implants them yeah. and they just think it's all real. It, to them it is real. Well, so, yeah. so were you not convinced by that... Well, that uh, all, sorry, were you not convinced by that documentary by Ant and Deck, Alien Autopsy? No. Chris, oh. what were you going to say? I was just going to say there has been a thing this week that's come out again about um and it's something you see you know like the beginning of ghostbusters where they were doing those psychic yeah yeah power <laughs> when, things when, and like yeah bill murray's just trying to chat, chat the bird and like yeah the one with the women in it yeah, yeah, yeah. just turning cars like, yes yeah, that's yeah. correct well the, the, there's a there's been an, a load a raft of tests that have been done by um neuro um scientists recently that have demonstrate that there is 
people with like higher empathic mm. um, sensory abilities yeah. than than the norm, and that's come out as a nor- like a proper. Well, we proper, do only use we do only use ten percent of our brains, as we, we always talk. And so, uh, no, I don't and, think that's true. No, that's hey, not true. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. It's been disproved. It's okay, the science guys, tell me then. So, well, I, I like to think that there is enough power in the brain. I like the idea of there but being you like probably only use <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. You don't use any of your brain. Uh, f- from things I've seen on in dreams and on drugs, uh, I haven't been able to control all those things. But I'm thinking. Oh, empirical that, data. That, that, <laughs> I know, but the I, but I know there's so uh, the unconscious brain, and can do so much. Uh, I, I'm not. Uh, what I'm, doing, I'm saying is I'm not ruling out the the possibility because the amount of electrical energy that how the brain works it's it's quite like tune in next week guys hey. when we explain the brain <laughs> it's, just, it's not beyond no, the realms no, but I think I think what but I think what you're right like when you talk about like so um, having like fucking experiences where your brain fractures or you're, ha- you're like you're doing drugs or yeah. having some sort of psych. I don't know, and um, or you've had like a deeply spiritual experience or something. Like that. I think I think those things could be linked, couldn't they? Actually, when we do like um, uh, what hallucinogenics and that, and you just take that shift, that paradigm shift. Exactly, and you can almost be in like a different thing, and that's where the aliens and everyone are occupying. There could be whole civilizations of those. Just to exactly. Just Drugs to, just, just to switch the channel, so there's a different electrical flow of energy which your brain could easily be in tune to, but isn't until you take the drugs well, or have an accident. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, to the Brown Bear Comedy Club. It's lovely to have you all here this evening. It's lovely to be back. Everyone back, you're wearing masks, all social distance, but it's lovely to be back in the comedy club. Uh, Chris, what's your comedy name, by the way? Who would you introduce you as? Stephen Ladybird. Stephen Ladybird, he's back. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, without without further ado, this guy is very popular. He's been asked to come back here again. He's the man on the street. He knows his insects. You know what I'm talking about when I say put your hands together and give a lovely warm welcome to Stephen Ladybird. Woo! Hello, hello. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Stephen Ladybird. I like to do jokes about insects and little creatures. Um, recently, the lockdown's been lifted, so we had a family barbecue. Um, my uncle trod on my aunt. I, but I don't just um, like all insects and that. I don't like grubs, worms, caterpillars, things, maggots. I don't think I don't care if Colin Caterpillar can become a butterfly. Um, it's just a cake of shit to me. Hitler was a vegetarian. You are what you are and not what your intentions are. Um, anyway, caterpillar, caterpillar, dick-shaped grub. You sit in the leaves, chewing above. Children think you're cute, a wiggly little worm. I think you're a cunt. <laughs> Devour my leaves, foliage and ferns. Go away or I'll crush you, nature's turd. Becoming a butterfly doesn't make you any better. It's like seeing Giles Brandruff without his funky sweater. Stripped right back, skinny and naked, but with two flaps at the side. Celebrating how you faked it. That's uh, about smarmy caterpillars. Um, I'm Colin... I'm not Colin Caterpillar. <laughs> I'm Stephen Ladybird. I fucking hate Colin Caterpillar. 
I can't do any inter- audience interaction if you want some. Um, I won't flee. Um, I'm not going to try and worm out of it. Uh, is anyone married? <laughs> not me, Stephen, but... Uh, yes, I'm married. Ah, uh, did you uh, have a good stag beetle night? <laughs> anyway, I'm Colin Caterpillar. I'm not. I'm Stephen Ladybird. Good night. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. I love that guy. Thank you very much, Stephen. Well, that was Stephen Ladybird. Well, he's always welcome back here. He's a very, very popular young comedian. Uh, now, very honoured, ladies and gentlemen, to have another young man, new comedian in, and his name is Jim Whitehall. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Jim Whitehall. Hello. <clears throat> Hello everybody, my name's Jim Whitehall uh, I'm Jack Whitehall's brother uh, So Jack was doing comedy And um, I said to Dad Dad, I want to do some comedy too uh, So he set me up with a few gigs And uh, that's how I'm here now with you guys So as you uh, know I come from a, quite a, a nice family And I was with my girlfriend Pip And uh, she said she wanted me to go out and get some Marmite So, But I had a bit of a dicky tum uh, so I went to the Waitrose and I was looking at the Marmites and I couldn't believe how many different Marmites there were. So I didn't know which Marmite to get her. There was Marmite XO yeast extract, 250 grams. There was Marmite crunchy peanut butter Marmite. There was Marmite yeast extract, 250 grams. There's vegan Marmite. There was salt-free Marmite. There was Marmite yeast extract. There's too many Marmites. There's just so many Marmites. And I, I didn't feel very well as I was getting it, and uh, I accidentally shit myself all down my trousers. So I, I was stood in waitrose and shit all down my pants, and it was really, really embarrassing. Um, so yeah, I, I, that, uh, I'm Jack Jim Whitehall. Thank you very much. Uh, good night. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Whitehall, Jack Whitehall's brother. You'll probably see a lot of him coming up on the scene. He'll probably have his own TV show soon, and he'll be doing very well for himself. Uh, who else have we got sure. this evening? Anyone else? Oh. Um, my name's uh, Hugo Fold. Oh, we've got Hugo Fold. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, with a big warm welcome, big round to the stage, a lovely, lovely young new man. His name's Hugo Fold. Hugo Fold. I'm an alien uh, observational comic. Thank you. Uh, humans, am I right? Tentacles, <laughs> normally too much. <laughs> have you ever noticed when you uh, go to Earth and they have those uh, portable toilets, you know, the porter cabins? Have you ever noticed those doors are really light? They're often lighter than you imagine, and you pull them a bit too far. Uh, cows explode. Wow. Okay. Thank you. You've been a great audience. Good night. <laughs> Thank you very much, Charles. Who got there, ladies and gentlemen? What's your name? Uh, well, well, yeah, my name's Bobservation, but some guy just came on and kind of just took my bit. I don't know. Uh, I, uh, well, I mean, don't know. Uh, I, my, bit, my observational comedy is kind of my thing, and uh, I, well, I, I guess i got to continue with my act okay, anyway. Uh, he was a cow! Please keep it down, put your hands together and give a lovely warm welcome to our final act of the night. He's the biggest star of stage and screen. He has been in the movie. It's Bob Servation. Thanks. Nice to be here again back in the UK. You know what I love about you guys? Absolutely fuck all. Hey! We don't don't actually say that in America that much. Fuck all. We say fuck you and fuck off in fact the English people say fuck off a lot better than we do we we struggle with fuck off <laughs> we do fuck you but not fuck anyway fuck that's, you. Not, that's not my main observation my main observation okay I got one for you so what the fuck is the deal with deaf people do they not fucking sleep why is it every time I'm watching Hollyoaks at 3 or 4 in the fucking morning I got some guy waving his fucking hands around? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> We're gonna have Do to deaf people never fucking sleep? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Joke, but we're gonna have to ask you to leave. I'm very sorry about that. We're gonna stay in age. What? We're what the fuck is the fuck off my stage? I'll twist your fuck up observation. <laughs> I'm like that oh, Jesus, fuck. Um, oh, I've got some other ones too, I'm sure. But... Uh, what the? Oh, right. <laughs> right. oh, I've ruined Greg's oh, bit with himself. Oh, no. I don't get to finish my fucking act. Finish the act. Come on, dude. I don't get to finish on the headline act, but I don't get to finish my fucking act. Okay, I'm Bob's ovation. You've been great. See you later. Oh, he's gone. Sorry, Bob. Come back. This show's not over yet. He just walked off the stage in a fit of rage. (laughs) Fuck you. I ain't coming back to this shit all. I'm going back to America. Uh, That'll do for this week. Let's all just all say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. I've been Ben. Have a lovely week and see you next week. Au revoir. I've been Gregoire. ASMR. We want the frictionless state of our origins. We want the autonomy of a god. We want the sea of reality to part at the whim of our fluctuating individual will. We want, like is so often the case, what we cannot have. Existential freedom. Good night, dear listeners. I've been Johnny Ribena. Yeah, and I'm Chris. Bye. See ya. (laughs) 